Hey everyone, I just want to remind you to make sure you check out the awesome people over at Anchor.fm. Of course, it is a great place for you to host your own podcast. And guess what? One of the cool parts is that it's totally free. Yeah, that's right, free. There's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your computer or even your phone. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many others. Trust me, it's so easy. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you guys want to get in on it, make sure you download the free Anchor app or just simply go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, everybody? It's yours, truly Conrad K. Okay, Fabe here on this return edition of the Random Wrestling Podcast. We got a lot of stuff to catch up on, including the appearance of CM Punk at StarCast. What does this truly mean for his relationship with All Elite Wrestling? Will he be at All Out? We'll give you guys the update on what he has to say about the newest acquisition to StarCast. Plus, what exactly is the new rules for Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff? Interesting to note, Eric Bischoff's role as executive director may not be as detailed as you may think, or at least not necessarily the exact same role. Update on Finn Balor's injury why he was pulled from house show and could he be possibly missing SummerSlam tons of SummerSlam news and notes including a dream match possibly mating this week involving two very high profile women also the unfortunate news of Jimmy Uso getting arrested for a DUI we'll give you the latest updates on that developing story will Donald Trump appear on Smackdown Live's debut on Fox We'll see how that goes. WWE and Goldberg's relationship apparently strained. Plus, NXT newest brand. Could we see an NXT Canada? All this and the AEW TNT debut confirmed the date, the time, and what exactly we have in store for this new weekly show. Plus, what else do we know behind the scenes? All this and maybe some other stuff and maybe your phone calls in between on this week's edition of the Random Wrestling Podcast. And now, OK Faye presents the Random Wrestling Podcast. I have been waiting a long time to say these words, and I'm going to say them right here, right now, tonight. Your number one source for all pro wrestling talk with a comedy twist. Where the hell did Randy Orton come from? He snapped the metal crutch in half. Hey, in the middle. Hey, how you doing, man? Good to see you. All right, yeah, you wear your little thing. You're looking like a blind nun. All right, hey, do me a favor. Park the rock truck. What is going on, everybody? It's yours truly, Conor A.K. Okay, Fabe here. Welcome back, guys, to episode 92 of the Random Wrestling Podcast, your source. latest news, rumors, gossip, headlines in the world of professional wrestling. You guys know me. I'm Conor A.K. Okay, Fabe. And thank you guys for tuning in to... Uh, Wow, it's been like a week and a half. It's almost been two full weeks uh, since we've done uh, an episode of the Random Wrestling Podcast. Thank you guys for your patience. It has been a grueling two weeks. In fact, uh, I apologize right off the bat. You guys might be hearing coughing or clearing my throat uh, a little more frequently than I used to uh, because, as you guys might have saw on my social media, I just got back from having uh, strep, not strep. It was a weird situation where all of a sudden, just like last Sunday, bam, uh, I got really sick. My vocal cords were strained. I had this like lump in my throat. It was a weird, weird scenario. And so, of course, I had to, uh, well, I had to take some unexpected time off. But I am back, ready to rock, and ready to talk some pro wrestling, which I've been eagerly waiting to do 
for quite some time. So thank you guys for tuning in. I thank you guys for sticking around. And thank you guys for your patience as I eventually got back into the swing of things. I, uh, Tanya, it sucked because, I mean, I feel bad when, like, every other, like, my voice was, was pretty much totally shot. Like, you can kind of still hear it's a little scratchy right now. But the worst was, like, not only was, like, I was perfectly healthy in almost every other way, but go figure, like, the only other thing that I could do, which was this, uh, was also affected because I can't, I can't freaking talk, which in some cases, uh, for some people who may not be fans of me, hey, you know, um, might be a, a blessing in disguise that I can't talk, you know? But, so I thank you guys for your patience, thank you guys for understanding, and we got some cool stuff heading your way, and I've got a lot of things to catch up you guys upon, a lot of things to uh, to catch up on myself. But of course, we got a tons of stuff to talk about, not just from last week, uh, but from the week prior. A couple of tidbits in there, of course, CM Punk being announced for StarCast 3, which is probably one of the bigger pieces of news. Last week, we'll give you guys an updates on... Uh, Getting uh, updates on Eric Bischoff, Paul Heyman's role as Raw and SmackDown executive director, what their uh, what the feeling is backstage now that they've kind of taken the helms, or at least Bischoff has. Uh, some updates, of course. AEW TNT deal has been announced. October the second is their debut weekly show. Got some interesting stuff as far as the behind the scenes that uh, you guys might be interested in hearing. I, some of it's most common knowledge, but just some general discussion as well. Uh, some SummerSlam tidbits in between, and everything else that we're going to talk about today. Maybe some other stuff that might pop up. Up in the meantime, but before we get to all that, you guys are routine. You guys know the whole shtick. Always love to hear what you guys have to say about all this stuff. So you guys are joining us live here in the chat. Make sure you hit us up in the chat room right here on youtube.com slash okfaber. If you guys haven't done so, hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit that thumbs up if you guys like the random wrestling podcast. Hard to believe we're on episode 92 already. Like it's just it's it's just literally two months away. Well, now two months away, because I skipped a week. Um two weeks away or two months away from hitting uh, the 100th episode, which I don't know what we're going to do for the 100th episode yet. I have to really start thinking of some things, but uh, man, it's going to be it's gonna be crazy. It's going to be insane. But of course, love to hear your thoughts on everything. Hit me up in the comments, social media, the Twitter, Facebook, the Instagrams, all the links are in the description box below. And if you guys want to help grow, donate to or help grow the channel, help support the show even further, of course, Streamlabs, Super Chat links are indeed both enabled. If you guys want to donate directly to the show, the link is in the description box below um i just gotta double check they're good good to see y'all back you sexy man we all missed y'all Th thank you spaz phoenix for the drop on that two dollar canadian super chat donation much love and i got also some love for y'all you canadians out there because if you guys are attending SummerSlam. I wish I was joining with you, but we do have a special shirt I wanted to showcase you. Bam, if you guys haven't checked out the Pro Wrestler, or excuse me, the Represent store, it's in the description box. We got a new shirt available. It is, of course, inspired by the lovely Toronto. Okay, Fabe, Summerfest. Make sure you guys check it out. Link is in the description for the show, uh, for the for the t-shirt store. Make sure you guys go check it out. It's only available until SummerSlam. Once SummerSlam passes, it's gone. So again, that's our merchandise. Link is in the description. You get all those cool designs as well. We got a lot of cool ones over there. Of course, want to give our friends a special shout out uh, over on Patreon. Patreon, we got some a bunch of stuff coming your way. We did drop the latest episode of Wrestling Retrospective on the lovely Lita. 
So make sure you guys go check that out with me and Jake DeMarco, plus some other goodies up in there very, very soon. So please make sure you guys go check it out. Of course, the other cool thing is we got a chance to speak to none other than Brian Malonis, ROH wrestler who competed at ROH Mass Hysteria last weekend. We had a chance to speak with him for a bit about his ROH contract signing and, of course, his uh, up-until-then world tag team title shot against uh, the Briscoes. So make sure you guys go check that out. I had a fun talking with Brian Malonis, ROH superstar. We also had a recent interview with Mike Quackenbush. Make sure you guys check it out. And, of course, our friends over at Power Slam. Make sure you guys use that coupon code OKFSLAM. You get one month free off of your Pro Wrestling, I'm sorry, Power Slam Wrestling Network subscription service for all the great stuff in the indie scene. So make sure you guys go check that out. Man, too much stuff to plug. And uh, I'll tell you this right now, guys. Um, I know I've been teasing it for a while um, about this big thing that's coming. And trust me, it is coming. It is definitely coming. I got the announcer voice back. Sweet. In a world. Uh, (laughs) There is, you know, that big thing I'm working on, the big project I was working on for the last couple of weeks. Um, I haven't gotten the, the, the final, like, thumbs up yet. But trust me. If you guys like what it is that I do, if you like what it is that I do, if you guys like me, trust me, um, this is going to be some big stuff coming. So make sure you guys stay tuned. Twitter will be the best way to do that. So make sure you follow me on Twitter at OKFabe. But let's give some love to the chat real quick. We've got a lot of you awesome suckers in the chat right now. We've got Jerry. we got Scott Frame. So uh, Scott, thank you for that, of course. Thoughts and prayers to all of you uh, involved in the shooting at the Garlic Festival in Gilroy, um, California, apparently there was a mass shooting that just took place a few moments ago. Hopefully, uh, there's not too... I mean, I see 11 injured. Hopefully, no other major injuries coming out of there. Just absolutely um, horrific. Uh, We've got Vintage Dream. What's going on, Vintage? We've got Heel Stefan, my boy Heel Steven. By the way, Heel Steven's actually be doing a QA and a soon, so make sure you give him some love and give him some questions. And make sure you let him know that I sent you. Uh, we got Vikes fan. What's going on, Vikes fan? We got Avengers fan one six seven in the chizat. We've got uh, the man himself, Gorilla Strong. Make sure you guys give love to Gorilla Strong. Uh, still rocking that GoFundMe. We gotta bump that thing up. Get it to the goal. It's slow down a little bit. Uh, if, if any one of you guys can, of course, do me the favor and link, link the link the uh, GoFundMe for Gorilla Strong in the chat. If not, I will find a way to do so a little later on in the stream. Much appreciated. Uh, we've got, of course, who else we got here? I saw some other voices in here. We got Eli Bands. What's going on, Eli? We've got uh, Metal Skull. What's going on? Skull, Ryan McCormick, heading to SmackDown Live SummerSlam Go Home show next Tuesday. Um, interesting to hear that. We're actually going to be talking about Trish a little bit later on, so uh, thank you for that. Um, what we got here? DJ Sh- Shaytards? Shaytards 2. I hope I'm saying that right. What's going on? Travis TLC. What's going on, man? I hope I've hit everybody in the chat. Hopefully, I've hit everyone. Uh, it's been... Um, it's been... How uh, do you guys are killing it right now? So, appreciate it. Much love to y'all. I did see someone mention earlier in the chat that, yes, um, I did get a new bookshelf. Finally, I got a new bookshelf. I've been looking to get a new one for quite some time because, good God, the last one I had um, was literally held up by, like, uh, I think th- I think it was literally held up by duct tape and prayers. Um, I've been meaning to get uh, a freaking new bookshelf for, for God knows how long. I finally had the money to get one. So uh, I said, screw it. We're going to go ahead and do it. And there is also another piece of equipment that is coming um, – to cover up the lovely mural that my daughter has decided to draw upon this wall. So uh, we got some cool things coming as far as some extra goodies to the channel. So make sure you guys are here and subbed as we'll be back with, of course, the OK Fape show next week. 
of course, another episode of the Random Wrestling Podcast as well. But, man, my nose is itchy like crazy. But I'm alive. I'm well. I'm good. I'm all here. And I thank you guys for your continued love and support. Again, it's just great to be back because, I, I, man, being sick sucks. <laughs> and worse was, like, being sick for so long. Like, it just, it just you know, <coughs> it wasn't that long. Like, it was a week. But, like, man, really eats up a lot of time, you know? And uh, like I said, it just sucked because I wasn't able to do this and I wasn't able to talk to you guys. Yeah, I had Twitter, um, but you know, I, I miss interacting with you guys. That's 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 the fun part of the whole thing. But but let's let's get down to brass tacks. Let's get down to business. Let's talk about um, let's talk about what's going down with the CM Punk thing. Now I figured the biggest thing to talk about was the CM Punk news. I think that I figured that you know with with the um, that was that was pretty monumental. I mean, we had a couple of other stories which we're going to get to, but I think the biggest story was definitely the uh, the announcement that CM Punk was going to be attending Starcast. Got a 50 chance of winning, so you got a 25 percent at best at beating me, and then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, your chances of winning drastically go down. I I got a 66 and two thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me. You take your 33 and a third chance. Minus my 25% chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning. But then you take my 75% chance of winning, and then add 66 and two thirds percents. I got 141 and two thirds chance of winning. The numbers don't lie. Let's start this chat with a bang. Oh my God, Jurgen! I gotta fix that font because I did not expect that to really <laughs> follow up there. But good God, Jurgen! Thank you for being the first person ever to drop the uh, $50 Scott Steiner donation. The Scott Steiner math donation has not been played ever since I created that thing. Um, wowzy. I, I, uh, I am, I am uh, befuddled by that. Jurgen dropping a $50 donation bombshell. Jurgen, thank you so much for that. Uh, well, I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm. I'm out. I'm done. I'm at, I'm at a loss for words. I cannot. I cannot top that. Thank you so much, Jurgen, for dropping off that uh, huge bombshell of a fifty dollar uh, donation. Much appreciation uh, for that one. Holy crap! Um, that's what I said. Someone say moist. Well, someone just did. Thank you, Spaz, for the two dollar Canadian super chat donation. But wowza! Um, Man, did that, yeah, seriously, Brandon just said this in the chat, Jurgen Bomb, no kidding, thank you, Jurgen and Spaz Phoenix, for both your donations, um, well, that's a hell of a way to come back, <laughs> jeez, uh, I cannot top that, I definitely cannot top that, um, but thank you guys so much for that, I just, I'm dumbfounded, wow, um, anyway, anyone looking for some non-wrestling content, come on over to my show. Black Cat, Beeline, and myself went over all the MCU Phase 4 news from Comic-Con. Spaz Phoenix dropped another $5 Canadian Super Chat donation. Give him some love on his channel. If you just mentioned that he was doing some stuff over about the Phase 4 MCU reveal. Uh, definitely will check that out myself. Thank you, Spaz, for another uh, awesome donation. And give him some love as well. But, uh, man, give Jurgen some love, too. Good God. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, seriously. Mamma mia, that was a hell of a... No, no it, doesn't, it doesn't deserve Morrow. It, what it deserves... It deserves a Drew McIntyre type impression there. Jurgen, I don't know where you are. I don't know where you're from. But damn it, man, you have my support. Like, that's probably the best I can do right now because otherwise it's going to kill my throat or what's left of it after the sick, sick, 
sickness. But anyway, Jurgen, thank you. Spaz, thank you so much for those awesome, just like crazy donations. Well, let's talk some wrestling before I start before I actually like start losing like losing my mind here. So the big one of the big pieces of news, uh, big pieces of news coming out of the last couple of weeks was the fact that CM Punk was signed to StarCast. Now it's interesting because it's funny how a lot of people were thinking he was going to join StarCast even before this was announced. Um, some people were saying that, you know, um uh you know, the the StarCast three logo had the Chicago uh, stars on it. It was taking place in Chicago, but you know a lot of people associate the stars more with CM Punk with wrestling, so it just seemed to kind of you know uh, throw it off there. Uh, but nothing was confirmed. Nothing was official. Nothing was one hundred percent until, of course, that bombshell dropped a few a uh, few days ago, or last week, I should say. Um, this is the first thing since CM Punk did a pro wrestling tease signing. Uh, I think about a year or so ago. Uh, that's wrestling related as far as we know. So it's, or publicly, I should say. Um, this is a pretty monumental deal, I think, just for the fact that he is not only doing StarCast, he's doing an interview, so I believe that will be on Fight TV. Cheap plug. Um, and of course, this leads to crazy people saying, well, if he's gonna be at StarCast, he's gonna be signed to AEW, right? Okay, okay. let's, 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 Let's calm down and let's let's kind of think about this for a second. So obviously that's the first insinuation. It's the first thing people think of is okay. So CM Punk is signed to Starcast. He's got to be going to AEW, right? Uh, not necessarily. Conrad has made a very clear distinction since the very first Starcast that Starcast is not necessarily um, you know tied into AEW. True. It happens on the weekend leading up to AEW's events. Like, they did it with Double or Nothing. They're obviously doing it with All Out. They did it with All In, the first one. But just because of those, just because it just happens to coincide with the same weekend, kind of like a, a WrestleCon or a, um, uh, a, um, I'm trying to think, uh, like, uh, you know, Expo, doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to AEW. It doesn't it doesn't mean that they're going to he's you know just because it's going to happen doesn't mean you know doesn't mean it's going to be um coinciding with it. So, of course, CM Punk was more than happy to oblige and really go into a lot of details about what went down and the expectation about that. So, of course, uh he did mention that um about texting back and forth with the with the Bucks and saying have a great show tonight, which of course turned into all these different like crazy things, like Tony Khan saying that he has a great relationship with Punk. Basically, the bottom line is that as it stands right now, as far as publicly, CM Punk is not expected to go to AEW. Um, I think it's smart. It, and I, I, listen, I know that I've said this before, and I'll say this again. If CM love him or hate him, if CM Punk gets signed to AEW, and I'm a big if, if he gets signed to AEW, I think that that would probably be the biggest acquisition they get. Maybe Jericho would tie with that, but I think like acquisition-wise, as far as really making a lot of buzz and a lot of like people turn heads, that would be a big one. Moxley was a big deal. I'm not trying to downplay John Moxley signing to AEW. But I think Punk would be huge if that happens. Um, 
Punk has stated that he's been given offers by the Bucks via text message. I mean, they'd be stupid not to. You know what I mean? They'd be stupid not to. Um, they'd be stupid not to try and get him. Obviously, but I, you know, the conditions have to be right. And I think we've talked about this before in previous episodes. I don't want to spend too much time on the CM Punk thing, but I think that. If he were to return to wrestling, I think AEW would probably be the place he would go because not only does he have friends there, but I think that they know, um, or at least understand, that he has frustrations or had frustrations about wrestling, and he has such a a, a star appeal, he could draw, no questions asked. If you don't believe me, let's see what the star cast numbers do. I I almost guarantee. I, I want to kind of throw out almost a guarantee that I think that. Out of all the shows they do for StarCast 3, you can't tell me the CM Punk one won't be the most ordered. Because StarCast does, you know, obviously they're big, you know, they, you can get all the shows, but you can also on-demand access each show individually. You can't tell me that the CM Punk one's not going to be the number one. There's no way. If Taker was doing it because they originally had Taker pegged, you can't tell me that CM Punk one won't be number one. There's no way. You plug for fight. So it's just kind of ridiculous in that aspect. Um, but I also think that Khan would be able to put up a money deal where it's like, listen, we get him, we're off to the races. And if they were smart, and maybe you guys feel differently, well, I want to hear your thoughts about this. If they were smart, they would have CM Punk come in, and he would be the last face you see at the end of All Out. Because to my knowledge, there's no shows in September, right? As far as I understand, you guys can correct me in the chat if I'm wrong, there are no shows that AEW has in September leading up to their October 2nd uh, debut on TNT. So in my opinion, the la if, 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 if Punk is signed, he should be the last face you see walking down that ramp or in that ring. I, I, he doesn't even do anything. He just should be in the ring, point to the sign or point to the logo or whatever, makes that and establishes that he is part of AEW. And then that makes you have to turn, tune in to see what in God's name are they going to do. It's just That's the way I would do it. Um, but I would say at the same time, you know, don't hold your breath. Punk has been absent from wrestling for almost five, wow, almost five years now. Holy cow. Over four years. No, it's been five years now. Excuse me. It has been five years. So we'll see. I guess this is another reason to tune into All Out just to see exactly what's going to happen. But speaking of AEW real quick, uh, two things I did want to talk about with AEW before we jump back onto the WWE bandwagon. Um, the first thing I want to talk about, of course, is their TV deal. So finally, finally, we found out the... Um, we found out that, yes, it is, it is confirmed. AEW on TNT is taking place... Uh, October 2nd, live Wednesday night at 8 p.m., 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I believe they're going to be doing it from Washington, D.C. is where their first show is going to be held. There's been no details yet as far as the shows afterwards. Now, a lot to digest there uh, and a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff to digest with their weekly TNT show. Um, each event will start at 7.30 p.m. with a dark match to warm up the live crowd. So, of course, just like we see with WWE. 
Um, there are no plans for house shows. So it's pretty much this and then the major venue. So it's like these weekly shows and then whatever major shows they do. It seems like All Out will probably be one of their staples. Uh, maybe Fight for the Fallen. I'm not sure how that's going to work going into um, going into 2020. The idea is that they will be only doing, um, they'll be running different size venues than WWE, which is smart. So of course, uh, they'll be running different size arenas going forward that set up anywhere between 6,000 to 11,000 fans. Now, obviously, those people who are against AEW who are making fun of it already before it's even gone to weekly TV, you have to understand that this is their big... Not sure how much will make TV, but the Destiny Icon's two main event is now a double main event SCU versus Ove and Ooh. Mustache Mountain versus the team of Destiny champion Josh Alexander and Michael Elgin. Not bad. Thank you, Spaz, for dropping another $10 Canadian Super Chat donation. You guys, are you guys are drowning me in donations tonight. Thank you so much for the $10 Super Chat donation. Much appreciated with some info over on Destiny Wrestling. Uh, but going back over to AEW, so the idea is that they're going to run smaller venues. So they're not going to go to the bigger arenas that WWE does for television. They're going to be going into smaller arenas. Uh, Capital One Arena, by the way, is Washington, D.C., which is where they'll be hosting the first one. That will serve about um, 14,000 fans. But AEW is going to run uh, that and then smaller venues going forward. So um, some of you may not get this reference, but just to give you an idea, this is probably the best way I can describe it to you. So um, the two big venues for me here in Massachusetts that a lot of wrestling uh, places run is TD Garden, which was formerly known as the Fleet Center, and then the Lowell Memorial Auditorium. The TD Garden is where you would see a WWE pay-per-view or a Raw or a SmackDown. They've been there a bunch of times. In fact, they're coming back in November. Uh, so that's like the main arena you see a lot of the WWE trucks go to. Lowell Memorial has, ho has, has been home to um, a lot of Ring of Honor pay-per-views, a lot of uh, smaller venues. In fact, that's where New Japan is going to be in September when they come to Boston, which just reminded me I need to be able to get my hands on those tickets because I'm definitely not missing that opportunity. So um, the idea would be is that if AEW were to come to Boston, I can't imagine why they wouldn't. Boston's a great wrestling city. They would probably go to Lowell Memorial Auditorium versus going to... Um, going to TD Garden, if that makes sense. That's kind of the best way I can describe it to you guys. Um, so in essence, instead of going to the A arena, they definitely go to the B arena. Now, obviously people are going to poke fun at that and say, oh, they're going to smaller venues and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, they don't know what they're going to draw on a weekly basis. I think that they have to be very smart about where they choose to go. Um, but I think that they could, if given enough proper notice... They could do some damage. They could do some damage. I was at TD Garden for Survivor Series, my only USA live show. Ah, Spaz has been there. Thank you, Spaz, for that $5 Canadian Super Chat donation. Um, okay, so you kind of get the idea for the venue. TD Garden's pretty, you know, pretty decent size, but um, obviously there's a lot of you guys from different venues, so it's hard for me to get. But that's, that's basically the best way I can describe it. Um, you know, obviously stadiums are much different, but, you know, if you have like a... Um, Lowell's also hold a lot of like NXT house shows, like smaller venue shows, like house shows. So think of like the bigger places where they've run TV, the places that WWE won't run TV, kind of like that, um, which is really smart, honestly. And it also says that AEW will run 
weekly uh, unique locations, which I'm very curious to see where they're going to do with that. I bet you they're probably going to do something like Bash of the Beach, probably on the beach. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I hope they stay up here in the Northeast because I'd love to. I'd love to see what AEW does um, because Northeast is really booming and big. So. Vikes fan. Popular opinion. CM Punk can stay away and keep being the unicorn. <laughs> we as fans can create another CM Punk if WWE AEW gives us a talent to get behind. Agreed. I, I do agree with that, Vikes fan. Thank you for dropping that nine ninety nine donation. Much appreciated. Uh, I do not disagree with that. I think that um, I, I definitely, um, I definitely don't disagree with that because I think that if if it's the if it's done the right way, certainly can. It's certainly you can have another uh, CM Punk if um, honestly if they if they put him in the right position, I think Moxie could be just as big as him. I mean, in AEW. Tough debate, but I, I get your point, Vikes fan. But I do, um, I do, I see your point. I definitely, to an extent, agree with it, and I appreciate the donation either way. Thank you so very much for that. So, <coughs> sorry, the coffin. Um, like I told you guys before, beating a dead horse. The weekly TV show is where it's going to be at. It is two hours. It's going to be a two-hour live weekly television broadcast Wednesday nights at eight on TNT. Which, of course, means they will be going head-to-head -head with none other than NXT. Which a lot of people were kind of disappointed with. A lot of people were kind of hoping that they were going to go to the Tuesday night slot where SmackDown was going to be um, until, you know, unfortunately, uh, they move over to, uh, to Fox. At least that's what the... The, the, which I honestly thought too. I thought they would be they would they would go in that direction, uh, just because it's earlier in the week. But hey, Wednesdays works just as well, and I think Wednesdays also a unique one. Plus, seeing if they're able to go, um, seeing if they're able to go head to head with um, with NXT and see the ratings. I mean, obviously that's really different because you're comparing like a you know a network a, a network show versus you know. So it's kind of tricky in that sense, but I get what they're trying to do at the same time. But either way, should be interesting. I can't wait to see what the numbers are, and I can't wait to see where they go either. Like, I'm curious, like, what, which, I'm curious what direction they're going to go with certain things. So it's going to be very, very interesting. But any case, um, and of course, I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. What do you guys think about this whole idea? Do you think, um, are you, um, are you intrigued? Are you curious? Like, what, like, what, how do you guys feel about, um, how do you guys feel about AEW's announcement on TNT? Are you guys pumped up? Are you excited? Here's your thoughts. I love to hear everything about you guys have to say. So let me know in the in the uh, in the comments and in the chat here. I'll give you some love in the chat in just a second as I'm trying to just update my shiznit. Make sure that everything is all squared away here. So uh, yeah, oh, okay. Ba -da -ba -ba -da -ba. Boop. All right. Looks like um, some weird stuff going on in Mob Neck of the Woods. Anyway, let's see. We got some love in the chat real quick. You guys have been killing the donations. Again, thank you guys so much for all the donation support. It really uh, really does mean a lot. We got S.Dala in the chat. No, I have not heard the new uh, new song, man. I will definitely have to I will definitely have to hear it out. Um, what else we got here? Um, I'll definitely have to check it out if you give me a shout-out. Of course, man. Always love your stuff. Uh, yes, the monetize this champion. Um, what else we got here? We got Brandon Harbin. If it was Canada or close to honor, I would love to. Oh, yes. Because of course, ROH is doing a uh, is doing a um, 
a show during uh, SummerSlam weekend, which got some interesting notes on uh, on SummerSlam. So, oh yeah, let's talk about this for a second because I was just kind of blown away by this, and it's actually somebody brought this up in the chat. Thank you. Um, and Matt the Misfit also joining us. What's going on, Matt the Misfit? Let's talk about um, this whole Renee Young thing. What the hell happened on here? So this just happened a few moments like earlier today on Twitter, and I don't know what people. I don't know what people's deal is. I don't know if it's just if it's just me, if it's just me being cynical or not cynical, but like trying to just be a nice guy, which I you know I try to be, but like at the same time, like, ugh. Look, you guys know me. You guys know that I try to be positive and I try to be. Uh, I try to you know help as many people out as I possibly can. I'm not, I'm not saying this to pat myself on the shoulder, but like it really blows my mind when people go like out of their way uh, to be dicks on social media. Like it just I don't know what it is that just like why why doesn't make sense to me. And what I'm referring to is Renee Young. And Renee Young, um, you know, is obviously not my favorite individual, but it just blows me away that she, someone was basically ridiculing her online for her commentary and just, I don't know, it's just such a, it's a shake my head situation because it was just very strange. I don't think Renee Young is horrible as a commentator. I think she's honestly gradually getting better. Um, and I think that WWE, despite people, and I'm sure you guys are probably going to disagree with me in some way on this, I think she's going to get better. I think that honestly, as far as the as far as and I don't know what gender has to do with the, with the commentating on this, but as far as female commentators go, um, you know her and Beth because Beth's obviously on, on NXT. I think she's doing a hell of a job. I, I think she's doing a pretty decent job so far. Can she improve? Of course she can improve. I think that she, she's obviously the most inexperienced out of the three on Raw. You have Michael Cole's been doing this for so long. Corey Graves obviously had experience in NXT beforehand, and, and Renee Young is doing a very different job compared to, you know, her interviewing skills and talking smack and, and the, and the pre-show stuff, which I thought, truth be told, I thought she was killer at those jobs. I don't know why they took her off of that, but be that as it may, plus three-man commentary booths are hard, but I just don't get why people have to be such dicks about it all the time, you know? I don't know. I'm trying not to, like, speak up here on my high horse. It just... I don't know. It, it just it blows my mind that like people would go out of their way. Point is, I don't think she's doing that bad a job. And my point, hopefully, to you guys is try not to be dicks to people on Twitter. That's all I'm saying. Like I don't know. I just it just shakes my head sometimes. Maybe it's the the, the, the dad and me. Like you dang kids, keep them. I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's just weird to me. But anyway, I just want to say that because it just it kind of just bugged me. I don't think she's doing a bad job. Um, I I definitely heard. A lot worse. I think Beth's a little bit better than than Renee as far as the commentary goes, um, but it, you know, again, I don't know what gender has to do with it. I think it, it's just it's just ludicrous to me that people are attacking her for her commentary for no reason. It's not like she's like it's not like she brought it up. I don't know. I just 
aggravating. Anyway, moving forward, let's move on to SummerSlam weekend. So SummerSlam is coming quick. It's actually early this year. It's actually early this year. It's taking place uh, in, what, two weeks? Good God, no, not two weeks. <coughs> yeah, two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. And, uh, well, interesting stuff's going down. <laughs> so I don't know... Um, I don't know how to feel about it. I don't know how to feel about... Um, I don't know how to feel about SummerSlam yet. I'm trying to pull up the actual card, and of course, we'll do a, uh, we're going to do, of course, a full preview prediction once we get a little bit closer to, um, to SummerSlam. Right now, SummerSlam's not looking too shabby if you look at it as a card in and of itself. But the build has been sort of so-so. You got Lesnar and Rollins, you got Lynch, you got Lynch and Natalya, Bailey and Ember Moon, Kofi and Randy, Owens and Shane, and then Finn versus Bray Wyatt. Um, which, of course, we're going to talk about the Finn Balor uh, situation and his injury a little bit later on. Uh, so far, SummerSlam's okay, but with two weeks left to go, and a lot of your major players have not a lot of um, matches announced so far. No Roman. Uh, I almost said no Dean. Whew, shows you how bad times I am. Um, no Roman match yet. Uh, no other, you know, the, the major championships, so your your top two men and women's titles have both been announced as far as uh, matches are concerned. Um, no mid-card, although Nakamura now is champion. That, that we, we will see how that plays out. Um, but we have the return of the, of, the <coughs> of the Fiend, excuse me. But, I don't know. It, it's a weird card. But... I'm not saying I'm totally against it, and, and, but again, the builds going into this pay-per-view have also been kind of wishy-washy because of the change in leadership. Obviously, we know that this, at least this week, Eric Bischoff has taken over on SmackDown Live, which, I don't know about you guys, I haven't been tweeting about it or saying anything because I haven't done a show, but SmackDown Live this week I thought was awesome. It was awesome. I'm gonna call in live on my way home from TakeOver and SummerSlam. Get Boom. ready, Connor. Hell yeah, Spaz Phoenix. Can't wait to hear what you have to say about the show when you're there in person. And thank you for the $5 Canadian Super Chat donation. Yes, for those of you guys who don't know, I will be live. The way it's gonna work during uh, SummerSlam weekend is that I will have the OK Fabe show on Friday. We will do a TakeOver Toronto 2 review live after TakeOver Toronto 2. And then... On Sunday, we will do, uh, of course, SummerSlam. So we'll have a review for the Random Wrestling Podcast for SummerSlam. So it's going to be a three-day live stream Superfest. Summerfest. But anyway, but, but, but SummerSlam is, is all over the place as far as its build right now. Um, the changes in leadership, of course, are also prevalent because you know a lot of people are saying that the Raw reunion had a big reset vibe to it. SmackDown, I thought, was actually pretty damn good, despite the fact that apparently Bischoff has, and I could be wrong about this, you guys can of course let me know if I'm wrong, has almost little to no input on the creative aspect. Now, this is something I found very interesting that they this happened, obviously, the week prior. Um, but apparently... Um, It was weird because Bischoff's role was apparently more about the like network relationship than his creative, which obviously makes a ton of sense because, well, that's kind of what he's there for. I mean, 
I'm not saying Bischoff isn't creative, but I think that the, the main purpose, <clears throat> the main purpose that you would want to have him there for is that network liaison for when they go over to Fox. That being said, um, like I said, SmackDown was awesome this week. Um, I think that Raw, like I've said before, once SummerSlam, once we're over the hump of SummerSlam, I think things will be hopefully, hopefully a little bit more consistent. I say hopefully. Do say hopefully. Um, you know, they, they, they were thrusted into positions and thrusted into situations that they had to adjust to. I think that, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm just hopeful that it actually starts getting a little bit more on the consistent side of things going, you know, that's why I'm kind of forgiving the SummerSlam build for a little bit because it's just like, okay, we kind of know what's going on behind the scenes, so we'll see how it plays out. Um, but one big match that was rumored about SummerSlam that may still take place, spoilers ahead, warning, 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 is Charlotte versus Trish Stratus. Now, it's interesting because this matchup seemingly came out of nowhere, uh, but at the same time, you're in Toronto. Why the hell not? Why the hell not? Um... And honestly, for a high-profile women's matchup, for a the pay-per-view that they're treating as like just as big, if not bigger, or no, the second biggest pay-per-view other than WrestleMania, might as well. I mean, if you're going to do it for just a dream matchup, what, you know, screw it, let's do it. Um, but I was curious because it's like, well, we got two weeks left to go, and then seemingly out of left field, WWE announced on social media that this coming Tuesday. I don't know why they're bringing this show back, of all things. Jerry Lawler is coming back with The King's Court, which was his old talk show they used to do. I can't, for the life of me, remember the last time I saw a King. I'm pretty sure the last time they did an episode of The King's Court, I could be, I think it was the freaking 90s. I'm not kidding. I think they might have done one other one in in the 2000s but i swear to god that there was the last time they did a king's court episode was in the 90s i'm i'm not even kidding i'm talking like 96 so just that part alone was just okay um unless they're in memphis unless they're in memphis that's the only reason are they in memphis on smackdown um let me just take a look here because if 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 they're in memphis then that at least makes sense <laughs> you know what i mean because otherwise i'm like why the hell are they doing a king's court um. Yeah. Okay. There, it is. It is Memphis. Okay. I just want to make sure of that because I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> I'm like, "What the hell are they doing that for?" So okay. So that that's that that makes sense now. Um, where Trish Stratus will be the guest now, seemingly out of left field, bringing back Trish Stratus on the SmackDown brand two weeks before SummerSlam which is just enough time to make the announcement and then do a week's build. Pretty much know what's going to happen. Um, but like I said, I mean, Trish looked pretty damn good. Last time we saw Trish in the ring was, of course, that tag match with um, Lita at Evolution, and she looked pretty good. I don't want to say she was in the best in-ring shape, but, you know. Um, Vintage, thank you. I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember. I thought they did one... Uh, with King like uh, like a, a couple of years ago and it was I think I think you're right I think it was a King's Court with with Dolph Ziggler thank you for that um 
I'm like, I'm just like, why the hell are they doing it randomly next week? It's because they're in Memphis. So um, that I'm looking forward to. I think that, you know, if you're not going to have Taker involved, which I'm not, I'm not against, could add a little bit of a boost to SummerSlam. So what my point, the whole point I'm making is that there's a lot of change going on behind the scenes in WWE. And so SummerSlam, which is honestly one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year, because it's like the big hoorah of summer, and it was actually SummerSlam was the first pay-per-view I ever ordered was SummerSlam 2000. Shows you how old I am. Um, <clears throat> SummerSlam 2000 was, was the first pay-per-view I ever ordered. But it has a special feeling, you know, special place in my heart. I'm kind of forgiving the build going into SummerSlam because it's, it's, so, it's, it's, a, it's such a changing of the guard behind the scenes. And especially where not only is Heyman and Bischoff involved, but apparently they've had more power over Raw and SmackDown than almost anyone else other than Vince McMahon has ever had, uh, which is going to be very interesting to see how that plays out after SummerSlam. It's going to be interesting to see where things go after that hurdle. So I'm forgiving it if we're going to get to an end, a crescendo point that eventually barrels into the rest of 2019. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, speaking of you know SummerSlam and Finn Balor and all that stuff, of course, we did hear... And unfortunately, the demon himself was pulled from this week's house, or excuse me, this weekend's house shows. Due to Minus five stars! Injury. My God. You know, Snow, it's said that biggest story going into SummerSlam is Shane McMahon. <coughs> so far, Steven, so far. But thank you for that $5 Super Chat donation. Much appreciated. Um, I think the Shane McMahon stuff's going to wind down eventually. I mean, I don't even, I don't even know if I want to go into that, to be honest with you. The Shane McMahon stuff, I get it. People are frustrated and people are sick of seeing him. Whether or not that's that's good heat or not, I don't know. But um, that's debatable. I think it's gonna. I think eventually, he's he's not gonna be on TV much longer. We'll we'll cross that bridge. We, again, wait till after SummerSlam, which we'll have more notes on SummerSlam. But I don't want to spoil too too much about SummerSlam. Because there's a lot of other stuff we got to get to today, and we don't have so much time. But um, but uh, there's some other stuff that I think after SummerSlam we're gonna see some other changes happening. So we'll get to that, um, and I think Shane will be one of them. Uh, in fact, Bischoff was saying I think one of the rumors or one of the rumblings going around was that Bischoff was very high on Daniel Bryan, so we might see Daniel Bryan get a renewed push after SummerSlam. Anyway, rolling back to. Uh, Finn Balor. So Finn Balor was apparently hospitalized with an undisclosed illness. Um, <clears throat> I've heard a bunch of different things. It's nothing too serious. The two things I heard kind of back-to-back -back were uh, stomach flu and uh, uh, bronchitis. I was hearing that from, from multiple sources. Um, there was either a combination or one or the other. So it's nothing that's going to keep him out of action extremely long. So luckily we can still have our match between... Uh, Finn Balor, the man, and of course the fiend, uh, Bray Wyatt, uh, at least at SummerSlam. At least that's the plan. At least that's that we're hoping things are going to go down. But speaking of, um, speaking of SummerSlam weekend, and this is something because I know there's a lot of you awesome Canadians out there in the chat right now. Um, so at Summer, so <laughs> this I found very interesting. Because I figured a lot of you guys would probably pop at this idea. And I want to make sure that because, again, I do have a lot of um, Canadian brethren and sistreth out there. And what's up, Daniel Price in the chat? Um, um, 
when when Triple H was talking about his NXT, uh, ex, you know, expansion, the plan for him was to have a, an NXT brand in every major market of the world, which I think is a very smart idea. It kind of brings back the idea of the territories. It's a genius move to slowly roll out. Obviously, we have NXT in the states, we have NXT UK, and there's other <clears throat> there's other rumors and rumblings about ideas for other NXT brands in the future. Well, apparently. The rumblings have already started for the next division of NXT, and of course, it's NXT Canada. Um, uh, the Wrestling Observer report that WWE is holding a tryout in Ontario, and it is said that there's the thought of branching off to form their own NXT brand in Canada, and one name being tapped to possibly help out this brand up in the north would be uh, former superstar Santino Morella, really named Anthony Corelli. It's an interesting idea. Um, of course, Canada, huge hotspot. Obviously, freaking they're doing SummerSlam there, which is great. Um, so there is a rumbling, at least, that or talks about the next major NXT brand being NXT Canada, um, which means more championships. Good God, more titles. NXT, eh? Yeah, right, Spaz? <coughs> that would be really freaking... Uh, I'd be all for it, man. I'd be all for it. And um, S.Dala, thank you for the for the kind comment. OK Fabe community is nothing but great people. Um, thrilled, to, yeah, thrill, thrilled to hear that and thrilled to have you be a part of it. Um, but uh, And cool that you're actually going to be at the, at the weekend, too. And you bring the belt with you? Awesome, man. And uh, hey, if you guys bring OK Fabe signs, let me know, because I will definitely hook you up with some, some T-shirts at the very least. Um, yes, I do know that Santino does have a wrestling school. I think he has a multiple, like, he has, like, a wrestling, boxing, martial arts, like, school up here. Um, hate to break it to WWE, but Stampede beat them to the Canadian punch. True. Um, I, I think that, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you on that, Daniel. I think that, that they would be, <laughs> let me put it this way. I think it would be smarter for them to go to, NXT, to, to go to Canada than it would be to go to Japan. I originally heard like when they were first like talking about this like right when the UK brand launched the next goal was Japan. I'm like, oh, do Japan? No, I, no. If if <clears throat> NXT does Japan, as much as I think it's a cool idea, ain't gonna happen. It's they ha they'd have to really no, <laughs> just 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 no. Stay away from Japan. Anyway, speaking of NXT, yes. Um, Matt also Matt the Misfit also made sure to uh, mention in the chat that yes, Champa has been apparently cleared to return uh, for mid-August, so he could be missing SummerSlam. However, could be popping up at NXT Takeover Toronto too. Make sure you stick around for those end credits, just like those MCU movies. Uh, so we'll keep an eye, close eye on that one. That's for sure. Okay, this is something I want to at least just kind of get off there and just kind of really. Um, I don't like talking about these kind of things, but I know everyone's going to kind of bug me about this, but we might as well talk about the, the Jimmy Uso uh, DUI arrest. So I have the full details of what, what happened. Um, now, the reason this is kind of, um, you know, this isn't the Uso's first rodeo when it comes to DUIs and... Uh, you know, I don't like talking about this because this is more of a personal matter, and it's it's obviously not a positive 
um, personal matter. And, you know, I'm not going to make fun of them. I'm sure plenty of already have. And <clears throat> I've also heard people saying how it's like, it's a strain on his relationship with his wife, Naomi, and that Naomi's going to leave. Like, I'm not, I'm not even touching that. I'm not even going to even like remotely, like even like throw that out there. That's between them. If they choose to go their separate ways, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, that, fine. What, whatever. Like, that's not, that's, that's between them. I'm not going to like speculate. Oh, maybe she'll leave it. Like, that's not, not the point I'm trying to bring up out here. The main reason I'm bringing this up is because um, I'm not trying to like say like you know for shame on Jimmy Uso. I'm not saying good for him for getting a DUI arrest either. Obviously, I'm not saying hey kids, make sure you make sure you get absolutely tanked behind the wheel um, because and this is something to, to kind of open up on a personal note here. I had a cousin who was killed by a drunk driver. No joke. I'm not making it up. That's no like that's not a public service announcement. That's legit the fact. I had a, a cousin of mine. Uh, who was killed by a drunk driver uh, in Boston, uh, down towards the south shore of Boston. Yeah, pulled over, or she was pulled over on the highway. Driver didn't didn't uh, didn't avoid her and and just clipped her, and she was killed. She left two kids behind, and so obviously I don't kind of I don't like to joke around about this shit. Um, the the biggest thing I can take away from this is really, and I and I hope the bottom line is I hope that Jimmy gets some help. Um, and hope that this is a, hopefully a wake up call. I know this is not the first rodeo in this unfortunate event, but, um, essentially I'm going to kind of read through this real quick. Um, officer noticed a car accelerating, uh, accelerating rapidly, uh, clocking the vehicle at 86 miles per hour, uh, reports that, you know, he had trouble holding up his license, his registration, uh, slurring his speech and his eyelids were droopy. He could smell booze in the car. He stepped out to speak with him after several requests Finally, comply, you know, finally said yes. However, of course, he had trouble standing on his feet. This is when he asked him if he was, uh, if he was able to ride with uh, him to a nearby f uh, flat, well-lit parking lot for a sobriety test. He, uh, he seemed like kind of confused about what was going on and then uh, refused the breathalyzer test. Um, became uncooperative, and that's pretty much the gist of it. You guys can see the full report uh, if you guys really wanted to, or at least the full like details of it. But I, I, the point of this whole thing is that I just hope he gets held accountable. Um, now what, what I can say to this is that, do I think that WWE is going to step in at any point in time? I don't necessarily think so. Um, the, um, I'm not saying that WWE shouldn't kind of try to help him in this situation. I mean, WWE has obviously offered rehab and stuff like that in the past, but like, <sighs> I just hope he gets help in some way, shape, or form. Um, you know, the the Usos are a great team. Um, you know, I mean, hell, Jeff Hardy just got in trouble with the same thing, and it's just, you know, one night of partying and carousing is all it takes. The point is, is that I'm just saying, you know, <sighs> I just hope he gets the help he needs. And I don't want to spend too much time on this thing, you know, mopey and stuff like that, but it's, it's true. Um, you know, uh, thank you, Price. I was trying to think of the exact words that WWE used, and, and they basically said, quote, he's responsible for his own actions. 
So I get that. I get that they're like, he's responsible for his own actions. So I don't think he's going to get necessarily punished on TV for this kind of deal. Um, but I mean, if, if, if what the reports are saying about what happened as per his arrest, I, I mean, that's, there's some deeper stuff involved. That's all I'm going to say about that. I just hope he gets the help. I hope things don't get, I, I think, I hope things get better for him before they get worse. Put it that way. But anyway, let's keep, let's keep going. We got a couple more things here. Um, before we wrap up this week's edition of the Random Wrestling Podcast, unfortunately, I won't be able to take live calls because I can already hear my throat is starting to get strained tonight. But don't worry, we'll be taking live calls on the OK Fabe show next week and on the Sunday uh, afterwards for the Random Wrestling Podcast number 93. So I apologize if you guys were looking to live call tonight. Not tonight, um, but I will be doing it next week. Don't you worry about that. Now, let's talk about this real quick. Uh, Trump apparently wanting to appear on SmackDown Live uh, debut on Fox. Well, it's he, well, it's he, well, it's he. I don't like talking about politics. Hate talking about politics. But apparently, Donald Trump wants to make an appearance, quote, bigger than Obama. Um, we did talk about this briefly, that Fox really wanted Trump to be on SmackDown Live when they moved to October. Uh, this may not happen during their Fox debut on October 4th, but they are aiming at him to make some sort of appearance on uh, on SmackDown, of course, WWE has flat out denied this. Uh, apparently, Tom Colohue reports that a source from Fox and a separate one from WWE have confirmed that talks have progressed to the point that WWE and Donald Trump's own team are now part of the conversation. Uh, it's shown that Trump has a, a expressed interest in appearing on the show in some way, shape, or form, and also noted to want to make sure that his appearance was, quote, bigger than Obama. Now, for those of you who don't know, pa Obama's appearance on, on WWE programming to my knowledge, and I could be mistaken, I don't think he was ever in person on, on Raw or SmackDown or any special, but I'm pretty sure that Obama um, did a, like, a, uh, a part of a video package for the tribute to the troops. The preceding presidents almost all did this, uh, where WWE, when they did the tribute to the troops every, you know, at the end of every year, they usually have a lot of celebrities, like, you know, thanking the troops, and I think one of them was usually the president uh, i think george w did one i'm pretty sure obama did it. I, I'm, I'm almost certain obama did a couple but it sounds like trump's wants to outdo that i'm not really surprised by this in some ways because everybody knows that mcmahon and trump are friends um if you didn't know this you obviously missed wrestlemania's 4 5 and 23 and when trump took over monday night raw these things happen oh and trump's in the hall of fame Completely forgot about that one. So not really too shocking in that part. But at the same token, WWE is at least relatively smart enough to know that Trump, whether you support him or you're against him, I'm not here to, to, to I'm not even touching that one. You have to know one way or the other that he is in some way, shape, or form controversial. Whatever side of the fence you're on, don't care. Generally speaking, Trump is a as president is somewhat controversial. WWE, to their credit at least, has been staying away from that, not mentioning him on TV, not, like, not going anywhere remotely close with a 10-foot pole with that one, which is honestly a smart business move. A lot of business decisions really pick them up. This is going in the complete opposite direction. I don't know how that's going to go down. Unless they very carefully pick the segment his involvement and where like the, if, if, if it's a live crowd 
they have to pick the right live crowd uh, to really get it over. I'm not saying it's going to be a disaster. I'm just saying is that it's it's um, that's scary. You know what I mean? Like it's, I, you're dancing with it, yeah, it's it's tip tiptoeing on that one. Just just tiptoeing on that one. That's all I'm saying. Have McIntyre game come up, give him a kick. I mean, listen, I don't think we'd be against him. I'm just saying it's just Vince. Vince would do it just for the clown shoe goobers that would tune in for that one show in spite of the people that would all alien. I mean, Daniel Price, you got a very good point there. But any case, um, I don't know. I I feel like that's a again. Or against, I just think that's a, not a smart move just because I'm sure, I mean, to, to be fair, there's going to be backlash no matter what you do, but WWE's already got enough, um, WWE's got an, enough, like, worry, like, PR stuff to already kind of worry about. I've already dealt with bad PR before. Just saying, don't want them to ruin any momentum they got. You know what I mean? Like, just, yeah, a bit of advice. That's just my personal opinion. But you know what's not you know what relationship is not going well with Vince, and that is Goldberg. You know, the, the Trump and Vince one might be fine, but the Goldberg one, not necessarily going that well. But apparently Goldberg pissed off Vince McMahon. Donald Trump versus Rosie O'Donnell. Oh jeez. Round two. Fight. Yeah, let's not forget about that. Spaz Phoenix, thank you for dropping another two dollar Canadian super jab donation. Much love on that one. I don't know if they're gonna ever do that round two again, but it would be some interesting Food for thought. But apparently, one relationship not doing so well is with Goldberg and with WWE. Apparently, uh, Goldberg and WWE are not even on speaking terms right now, of course, following the Super Showdown Slaughterhouse that was the Undertaker match. Uh, he is not slated for a match, uh, despite Dolph Ziggler throwing digs at him. This could actually be proof there are issues between Goldberg and WWE in the first place. Uh, we did hear from Brad Shepard, went on to explain that his source in WWE told him that Goldberg's lack of empathy about how bad his match with The Undertaker was is what pisses off so many people in the company, including Vince McMahon, quote, the source described the match versus Undertaker as, quote unquote, a clusterfuck, and said that WWE squarely lays the blame for that on Goldberg after reviewing the match repeatedly, which aligns with a previous report. Goldberg's lack of empathy about it has pissed people off, including Vince. You never say never in WWE, so Goldberg will always come back for another match to redeem himself. However, things are apparently really bad right now between the two. Company obviously didn't blame Taker as he returned for a match at Extreme Rules. Deadman may not actually be booked for a SummerSlam match either, but neither is Goldberg. At this point, we have a match. Much better chance of seeing Taker wrestle again before Goldberg's name is even pitched in a creative meeting. I mean, that was a rough match to watch. I mean, you know, like that was... Twas, twas pretty rough. Um, and I, I don't want to sit here and say, uh, I don't want to sit here and say, you know, um, oh, it's so-and-so's fault. I mean, bad matches are bad matches, and I don't want to sit here and say it was Goldberg's fault or Taker's fault. I think that it was just... I've heard wrestlers say this before. Sometimes there are just moments and matches and stuff that, like, you put two people together that just don't. It doesn't work, and you can't really put the square blame on one person versus the other. This was take. I mean, 
here's the here's the real problem is that I think that it was not necessarily Goldberg or Taker's fault. I think it was. I mean, actually, Price just said it best. Who booked it? I think really that's the bigger problem here. And and think about this, right? Goldberg is a unique individual. You have to put him in the right matches to succeed. When they did his run with with Brock Lesnar in the Universal Championship, that was perfect because they had him fight certain people in certain ways and limited like, you know, his experience. And they maximized what he could do. It may not have been a whole lot, but they put him they set him up for success, right? They set him up for the most amount of success um during that run. And that's why I think that his second run in WWE was his best one. No questions asked. Shout out to Nate from VA804 in the chat. I didn't see you there. What is up, good sir? Um you know, putting putting um the donation. Goldberg versus Shock Master on the next Saudi kickoff. Oh, jeez. Thank you, Spaz. Another $2 Canadian Super Jad donation. I don't think we're going to see another uh, Shock. I'd love to see the return of Shock Master. Why not? Return of the Shock Master. Um, you have to put him in situations that are unique in order to maximize his potential or maximize the, the return on investment. You can't put Goldberg in a match with anyone. You have to. You you have to you have to set him up the right way to succeed. That's why I think his second run with Lesnar was the best one. It was better than his two thousand three to two thousand four run. No questions asked. Um, you know, uh, they, uh, did they hand things to him? Yeah, of course they did. But they kind of needed to to get the results that they did. I still found it entertaining as hell. But they needed to do that, you know, in order to in order to get what we were looking for, right? Undertaker is obviously a legend, uh, knows what he's doing. The, the the age, okay, I'm saying that into consideration. But the bigger concern is that it's his first match back in like a year. He didn't wrestle at WrestleMania. He didn't wrestle at WrestleMania. He wrestled at this show. And I don't know, I, I mean, he looked in great shape. I, don't, I mean, I thought he did much better at Extreme Rules, obviously, but that's another conversation. But that, that's another factor to take into consideration, that this is Taker's first match back in over a year. It's obviously another year on, you know, another year clocked in. So again, if I was them, be very careful of who you select. So realistically, what I think they did here was they advertised a very big match, Taker and Goldberg. I <coughs> was interested. I'm not going to lie. That's an interesting match to me. But like, I would have been more interested in that if you had Goldberg wrestle somebody else at the Saudis at the Super Showdown. You had Taker do his match at Extreme Rules. And then you did the match at SummerSlam. Give them time. This is... <laughs> This is literally both of their first match, both of their first matches back in at least a year. Goldberg, it was two years. You legitimately put the two. Uh, this might be an exaggeration. I think you put almost two of the worst opponents against each other, as far as the shape that they were both in at the time you had them face. That's probably the 
best way I could describe it, if that makes sense. I'm not saying that Taker's bad or has a bad match. I'm not saying Goldberg is bad or can have a bad match. They can. Individually, absolutely, and I think on that night, that's exactly what happened. They did not set either one of them up for success. They thought, we can have a big money match, we can have a big money match, boom, let's put them together and let's give it to them at the Super Showdown. I think that's exactly what happened. Like I said, if you had Taker wrestle somebody else and Goldberg wrestle somebody else at the Super Showdown, and then maybe do another match each, and you had time to carefully plan it, work out some kinks and bugs, and then did it at SummerSlam, I almost guarantee you the match would be far better than what we saw at Super Showdown. So I can't say I'm, I'm putting, and it's not even putting blame on like Goldberg per se or Taker per se. It's just there was not as, I, I think there was not as much thought process from a psychological and in-ring perspective that needed to have, uh, that needed to happen in order to make the match happen. I think that is probably the best um, way I could describe it. I think that's fair. Um, and yes, I do not want Taker and Sting. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to, I, I, I dread Taker and Sting at this point, um, which really, really sucks. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to subscribe to the YouTube channel and tune in next time. That was a horrible, cheap freaking segue, but it's the best one I got so far. But anyway, that's going to wrap up this week's edition of the Random Wrestling Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode. I thank you guys for your continued patience and uh, your love, support, and everything in between as far as uh, this week when it comes to uh, you know coming back in the swing of things with my throat and killing me and everything like that. Uh, appreciate everything. If you guys haven't checked all those social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the links are in the description box below. Thank you to everybody in the chat. Thank you so much to, of course, uh, of course, uh, Spaz Phoenix for all the donations. We got Vikes fan dropping in a dive, and also, of course, Jurgen for that fifty dollar bombshell donation. Thank you so much for that, Jurgen. We will return later next week with, of course, the OK Fabe Show recapping Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Impact Wrestling, and what else is going on in the world of pro wrestling. Got some other cool goodies. Hopefully posting on Patreon later this week. We got a retro review in the works. And, of course, a new episode of Rebooked that you guys get early. We're going to be doing rebooking WrestleMania 4, which is the tournament, uh, of course, to crown the new WWF champion that was won by Macho Man Randy Savage. How would I book the tournament? Well, if you want early access, head over to Patreon and become a silver patron. Plus, we're going to take a look at Bash at the Beach 1996. I think something historic there happened. I, I can't remember. Uh, if you guys want to know that Patreon early, of course, check out um, the store over at represent.com. Check out the Patreon. Check out all the other cool stuff. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate the continued love and support. Take care, and as always, take it easy.